Welcome to Fast Facts. I'm Jody. I'm Shelly. We're a new media concept, a co-working space in the design district called The Slate. The most amazing people have walked through these doors. Authors. Entrepreneurs. Community leaders. Dallas natives. And guests from near and far. We're going to bring them in this room and we're going to sit them down and we're going to ask them the questions you are asking too. These will be quick so you can listen on your drive in or your drive home. We are completely off the cuff, but that is the best part about Fast Facts. And the only person you can really be off the cuff with might just be your sister. Truth. Let's see who's slating it. All right, Candace Walter, talk trademark to me. Mm, definitely, that's why I'm here today. Candace is a professor. She is an attorney. She is now a mama. And we have her in the podcast booth because we think one of the most valuable things anybody can do, or maybe it's just me, kind of no, turn I'm, shell at the time. Tr- I'm, I'm now a lawyer and I agree. Got, You're a lawyer too. I got I got the bar, I took the bar test called the Jobster. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Called it a bar test. That's so cute. Oh, it's it's an exam. Like it's a little quiz. Oh yeah. <laughs> Easy the peasy. One, the one Candace and I took was three days long. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Candace is an expert in the field of trademark, also copyright, which kind of want a little education since you're a professor. You run the trademark clinic at SMU Law. Yes. Very exciting. Will you just kind of give us, first, tell us about the clinic and how you got there. So I'm the director of the Small Business Trademark Clinic at SMU. I started in August, so this is the end of my first semester. And it's a very exciting place for people that need legal services, but they don't have legal services money. So if you are a person, you have a nonprofit, you have a business, you need to set up your LLC, set up the nonprofit, get your EIN, get your bylaws. You want to apply for a trademark, a copyright, you need a copyright assignment. Those are the things that the law students can help you with. And so the law students do all the legal work. And then I'm the supervisor of the law students. Okay, wait, this is cool. If you say trademark clinic to me, I think I'm just getting a trademark. So you guys do like full-blown business setup. Setup. Yes. Because the EIN is your tax ID. Yes. I mean, all the stuff we've had to learn. It's been (laughs) super fun. Um, So basically... Uh, you'll get people off and running and focus on the trademark. Yes. Which I didn't super appreciate at the beginning. And then the day that we got our trademark, it was like you would have thought Santa Claus had come down the chimney and personally brought it to Jody. Shelly like kind of killed my special surprise, which I was going to read you. Okay. Sorry. Jump in the gun. I mean, registration number. What do you think this is for, Candice? 6148098. What do you think that is? I have no idea. The, the slate. slate. <laughs> we got the slate trademarked, and honestly, it was a big deal. It means we can use this name, exclude others from yes. using it for certain you know, co working, yes. our production services, exactly. education. And that's something that people don't know. You're a trademark, you have to claim a class. So you don't get to tell people they can't use it for anything, they can't use it for the class that you have it in. Exactly. We have a couple, Shelly. And how many people no. screw this up? I mean, how many people push this off and say, I don't have you know, a few thousand dollars to do this trademark situation. I'm just going to wait on that till I have more income. A lot of people do that. So some people wait until they have more money. Some people do it themselves and then they have to call an attorney. And that's the great thing about the clinic is if you don't have the money to do it, you can have the clinics, you can apply to be a client of the clinic and they can do it for you. Okay. How long has the clinic been at SMU Law? It's been there, I would say about, I think about 10 years. Oh, wow. Okay. So this has like been deemed important enough that this is a service that the students want to provide for that long. Okay, I love yes. that. I so love it started off, I think, just being small business and they added trademark to it. Oh, 
Okay, and how many people can you guys take on? I mean, is this a dozen cases? I don't even know if they're supposed to be called cases. Yes, they're cases. Okay. So we have usually six students. There can be up to eight students. And each of the students, they have about four or five cases. So I would say 25 to 30 cases are how many that we're trying to handle in the semester. And then whatever the students don't finish, they pass it on to the next student. So I call this slow bono services. <laughs> slow bono services. Yes. That's genius. Yeah. So did I'm you t- trademark that? <laughs> I did. You need to get on it. You I did. A t-shirt. It's really cool. So all the client has to pay is their filing fees. So yeah. if it's for the trademark, they the pay the cost. Yes, they pay two twenty five to the USPTO and not you know fifteen hundred, two thousand, whatever their attorney was going to charge them. And the same thing for the state trademark, you just they just pay the fifty dollars. Okay, so for the non lawyer sister, you know how you can go online, you can find like the sheet that says here's how you fill out your LLC, and you can do it yourself and file it yourself, and you think you're good. Um, is that good for an can you do that for an LLC but what about trademark like, you you can do any of those things if you want to but you shouldn't exactly, because Candace, you exactly. should you should consult with an expert so yes you can go on the Secretary of State website you can complete that paperwork for yourself but a lot of clients like for attorneys to do this kind of work we talk to a lot of people that did it themselves and then they have to come talk to an attorney so sometimes people create the LLC but they don't have any kind of agreement their company they haven't got the EIN they don't file their annual reports they don't know anything about anything and they think they created it and now I'm cool you're not cool because you never filed your annual reports and so they don't know anything about anything (laughs) if I look back to three years ago that was for sure me yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the same thing happens when people do their own trademark applications. So I haven't counted how many of my clients are people that did their own trademark applications. Yeah. I'm saying my private clients. And then they call me and they say, I got an office action. I don't know what to do. Yeah. You got I'm a like, what action? An office action. So what does once, that mean? That means that something's wrong with your trademark application yeah. and you need to respond to try and save it. Sometimes oh. it's a big deal. Sometimes it's not. But that's why I need an attorney to advise you. No, I mean, trust me, I'm all about getting the expert advice. Can you give us just like a little primer on just like the lifespan or how you apply for a trademark? Well, first, it's a very exciting process. (laughs) It's the highlight of your life once you get that registration certificate. Not the highlight of your life, maybe the highlight of your day. And so what you first have to do is what is your trademark? And if you're doing a federal trademark, you can do in use, such as 1A, or intent to use 1B. So are you using this in interstate commerce? or do you plan to use it interstate commerce? And then what is your trademark? The first thing to do is some research. Is, does someone else have the same name or some name that's pretty similar to you? Are you setting yourself up to get sued if you do yeah. use this name for your business? That's one thing to find out. If it's clear after the search, go ahead, go for it. So on the trademark application, you have to put your name, your address, what's your trademark, what services or what goods are you providing. If you're saying that you're using it, you do have to give them a specimen. So that's some something that shows it could be from your website. If you're claiming a good, it might be a picture of your products with yep. your name on it. Then you have to tell them when did you first use it, when did you first use it in commerce. And then, yeah. you know, put all your corresponding information, pay the fees, and then you wait. And so then a few months later, you're going to mm-hmm. get something from the trademark office. Either you're approved or there's a problem. We need you to clarify something or mm-hmm. we found something that's similar or this is merely descriptive. And this is where the people get tripped up. Yeah. When the office action comes, they get confused. And so that's why you need an attorney to help you or yeah. a law student. It also <laughs> takes a long time. What, what does? Getting the trademark? 
Yeah, I mean, no. yeah, yeah. Yes, and Jody's it does. Drum roll, please. And she's texting the whole family. I'm like, what is going on? Yes, like it does. I would have known if something blew up at the slate today, and it was the trademark. I was like, golly, it's been a year and a half. Oh yeah, it does. It can take a year. It can take a year and a half. But something that's very exciting about the clinic is that we are. Uh, I don't know if we want to call it authorized by the USPTO, like oh. our clinic got certified or something. So whenever our students send in the trademark application, it's it done. comes back in a month. Shut the front door. You're yes. Me. So you get it's ex- not slow bono. That is well, fast. the slow bono part is me talking, me talking with the students and supervising and all that. But there is another attorney that helps supervise the trademark part, and I supervise both sides. Every, of course you do. Mm-hmm. So give us a little flavor of you don't have to say if they have you know privacy stuff. I know you're a lawyer. Um, <laughs> like what types of groups? I know you said nonprofits are these also really small startups. Somebody trying to start a shoe company. Somebody trying to start a social impact. Like what kind of variety? Who can come? Well, everyone is invited, but everyone can't come into the party, okay? So I'm sorry. So there is an application on the website, and then we have certain factors we're looking at to see if you would be a good fit for the clinic. But the clinic clients, they're nonprofits, so all kinds of different things. It can be, you know, and then also some of them are like professional associations, like for real estate people Mm. or sorority or someone that's selling a food product. And one of the clients now has a toolkit that he's selling. So there's a lot of different things. Some of the people have an established business, like yeah. one of them is a security company, and they've been in business for a few years, and they're like, wait a minute, we don't have trademarks. Uh-huh. Ah! Uh-huh. So th- those people, and then there's other people who are planning, like, you know, I just started my company last month, I want to, you know, get legit. So, <laughs> yeah. So does anyone come, love it, I love all that, does anyone come to you and say, uh-oh, I got a letter, and it's from the same name as my company. It's from the slate. A the cease parents. and desist yeah. letter. Exactly. <gasps> so do they show up with those? We have and tell not. Tell us what those are. Yes. What is the cease and desist letter? Yeah. It's bad news. That's what it is. Right. <laughs> it means you're losing everything you built. And that's a wrap. <laughs> the end. I have to go by. No. So a cease and desist letter doesn't have to be the end of the world. But usually this happens if you just pick a name and you just run with it. And you yeah. never talk to an attorney. You didn't do any trademark research. You didn't do any Google research. You just decided, I love this name. God told me I have to call myself this late. And I have an office co-working space and whatever. And then the real the other slate's like, hey, hey, Wait a minute. Yeah, hey, and hey. that's that's where the cease and desist comes in. If someone else sees your name or your trademark, hey, I was already using this, or that's too close to me, that's confusing people, stop it right now. And so when you get this letter, it's a great time to consult with an attorney. So the clinic, great time. we don't do that at the clinic. Okay, that's okay. above the pay grade. Mm-hmm. They actually mm-hmm. don't get paid. So yeah. <laughs> slow <laughs> bono. the slow bono services, we don't do that. So you need to talk to an attorney, but you really have to respond to the cease and desist letter. And most of the time when people send those, they're pretty, uh, flexible with, you know, allowing, uh-huh. if you, if you say, Hey, I had no idea, give me a little bit of time. I'm going to change my name. I'm going to rebrand and you really do it. They're probably not going to sue you. Right. But if you ignore these people and you are bold and defiant, and they have money. Then you go to prison. <laughs> Shelley, no. No? You won't go to prison, but a lot of people won't hesitate to sue you and take you to court, especially yeah. if their brand is established, you know, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, you're not about to bring, uh, you know. And any- let me, no, 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 Jody wants to, no, 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 I've got to, I've got to, okay, because I have a friend, okay? Oh, God. No, 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 this is, this is the real deal, and I can't see who they are, but they're like a clothing company, and they even sold a shirt, and on social... They wrote like Tory Burch. 
Okay. Well, Tori I mean, Birch is people uh-huh. who well, all sure. day, every day, make sure you're not going after her name and her brand yep. and her whatever. And so they did. They got they got sued. Um, over not even the whole. They are not called Tori Birch, mm-hmm. but they used her name in the social post. Mm-mm. Can you explain? Cannot do that. Why that's wrong? Yeah. It is. Well, Shelley, isn't it like, hey, Tori Birch is so awesome. These that's, are kind of like that's, those. that's different. That's saying different. "Hey, Tory different" is different than saying "Like Tory Birch" because the mm-hmm. "like" kind of um, insinuates some kind of affiliation, or mm-hmm. it's authorized or endorsed by, and it's damaging to her brand because it's yes. not. So it's not like Tory Birch. Come get the real Tory Birch, you know. And so, yes, especially if if the cease and desist letter is from a big company like Tory Birch or somebody where money is not going to be a problem, mm-hmm. they're going to sue you. And so I've talked to a lot of people, and they sometimes are defiant, sometimes they're scared but don't play around with people like that yeah so can you tell us just a little bit about brand confusion brand dilution and like the whole concept of why Tory Burch would be upset with this okay so I don't I have a I think my purse might even be Tory Burch somebody bought it I see it now this is this this is a funny story about the purse but this devil that I used to date he gave me this purse and so I love the purse and I hate him well that's for another podcast but about about the brand dilution and confusion. So how long has Tory Burch been around? I have no idea. Let's, let's just call 20 it 20 years. Yeah, okay, let's say 20, easily. 15, 20 years. So for 15 or 20 years, she and her company have built a global empire of high quality bags. It's going to be expensive, but it's going to last you, you know, a very long time. You know, famous, pretty people like these things. So she does not want anyone to say to get really to use her benefit or profit from her goodwill that she has created and yep. the reputation that yep. she's created in the community so she's basically like do not say my name yep. around you know don't insinuate any connection between your products and my products and that's the whole reason why people have a trademark yep. is to protect your brand develop your brand and say if you see like if i see something with toy birch and it's a real toy birch purse i know this is high quality okay mm, yes. i don't I have associate it with a certain type of yes. material a yes. certain cachet yeah yeah so uh, she doesn't want anybody damaging that brand and so the people that I talk to sometimes, it's not a, something as big as Tory Burch, but I just tell them, with your brand, you're trying to deter, you know you're trying to develop a following with the customer, and you want them to know that when they buy this, this is what the quality is going to be. Yep. So you don't want a name because this happens a lot of times. There's a name that somebody wants to trademark, and no one has trademarked it yet. But there are also five or ten thousand other people using the same name or a similar name. And even if there's just twenty other people using the name and none of them have trademarked it, to me that's not a good name yeah. because you cannot control anything that those other twenty people do. So you get the trademark, and then this person with the same name as you is arrested for running, like, a meth house. And then it's on the news that Mm -hmm. so-and-so has a meth house, and you're like, hey, hey, that's not me. Not Mm -hmm. me. I'm not the one with the meth house, or I'm not the one trafficking teens or whatever. So to me, you don't want to have a name that so many other people are using it, because it's going to confuse it with your brands. Even if you have a trademark, you can't stop those people from using the name. They were already using it. You can only enforce it against later people. Mm-hmm. And what about using your name? Um, you know, Tori Birch or Vince Camuto or yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, if, if is it better it. to use your name or is it better to have a? No, no. sorry, this is like Jody's mega like, legal. This is yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would say it's better to use your name or not, but like those people, of course, now they have this developed brand. Everyone knows their name, but in the beginning, nobody knew their name. That's true. But now people know their name. So I kind, I think it kind of depends about your product and about your consumers. Your name. There's a lot. You can use your name, but a regular person, 
Like it, it's not, it's going to be hard in the beginning if I just and, want. And sometimes surnames just cannot yeah. be. So the reason we're the Slate and not Slater town or something, you know, is because we Slater don't town. want it That's to That's amazing. <laughs> Let's start calling ourselves that. <laughs> the Slater town in the design district. <laughs> but we didn't want a username. I had a crazy case we're not going to get into where the, the name had acquired secondary meaning by way of one a summary judgment, you know, but in general, you don't, I, I was scared to use simply our name because yeah. I know that often those just are deemed to not have secondary meaning it's yeah just, and you can't stop someone else there's another slater in the world mm-hmm. i can't stop sarah slater who i've never met from owning a bakery just because she's got my last name because i mm-hmm. want to own a co-working space yeah so yeah yeah they do refuse a lot with the surnames and sometimes what people have to do is put themselves on the supplemental register which is like the jv team and so if you went on the supplemental register you could stay over there for a while and then after you became like tori birch yeah. or somebody then you then can reapply but in the beginning, it's probably not going to work. Okay. And really fast, tracking back one sec, you were talking about state versus federal and all mm-hmm. the people that may have it and they may not have registered. Can you kind of just like walk us through state rights versus federal rights? Okay. So there's three levels. There's common law, which is you just use it. You didn't register anything anywhere. And so common law seems like it doesn't have any rights, but it actually, they do have rights and they, they can cause, they can cause, I guess you can't enforce your rights against someone that has common law rights. So common law is at the very bottom. You just used it. State is with, through the sec- Texas Secretary of State and that you can get that if you use it in Texas. So if you had a state trademark, you can only enforce it in like Dallas, Houston, Austin. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything with somebody that's in Oklahoma, Florida, California. Too bad. You only have a state trademark. Mm-hmm. And so with a state trademark, you have to use it. So with the federal you can reserve something that you plan to use the state you have to be using it right now so when you do the state trademark application they want to know when did you first use this when did you first use it in commerce send us three specimens there's no planning for the future and at the federal you can say i've used it now or i used it already or i plan to use it in the future so you don't have that option with state and then with the federal trademark you have to engage in interstate commerce and so if you are engaged in interstate commerce, you get to enforce this trademark across the Everywhere. whole United States. Mm-hmm. So you guys have a federal trademark. So you get to tell people all across the United States, boop, stop that. Yep. Boop. And you can send them letters. They don't stop it. You're going to sue them. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, what do you say to the person that, I mean, what do you say to the person that walks in and says, there's this other group, they're called the Slate, but I feel like they're kind of small Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like a mm-hmm. jerk. I don't want to send him a letter. See, Be a jerk. Just... That's what I tell them. So you, if you, <laughs> she, she <laughs> yes, had, she's now had her coffee. Uh, I had the coffee. I'm awake now. <laughs> I'm kind of proud of our slate coffee. So yeah, it is very ahead. tasty. And so if you have a trademark, a very important part of that is you need to enforce it. Okay. So if you get the trademark and then you let all these people use your name for years and years and years and you don't try to stop them. And then all of a sudden you decide you want to stop them. When you sue them, they're going to part of their defense in court is going to be she knew that we were called the slate and she let us be out here for five years and, Mm. you know, spend all this money and time and do all these things. So once you have the trademark, you have to enforce it against other people. Wow. Yeah. It's almost like a duty. Yeah. And then also the trademarking from what I'm learning doesn't end. So like we have the slate, but we say slated a lot. So then we've got a trademark slated. Mm -hmm. And then if we start saying 
we love rabbits all the time. We're going to be trademarking that too. Like mm-hmm. it is cons- it is evolving. It is a moving organism. It is. And something else that people, to me, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess because I've been doing it so long, it seems obvious to me. But once you do, like you have a trademark for the slate. If you guys decided to change up your, you have it for your logo or the words or both? Oh, love that you ask. We have hone it, own it, slate it, which is our tagline. Okay. So we have slate it, the word, and we have our logo. Okay, good. But we may because of COVID and all the production, we may need to be adjusting in different categories. Yeah, we, we, we're, doing, we're doing more than we've ever done. Yes. So that's exactly what you're talking about. So once you have this, like if you just trademarked a logo and then you decided to redesign the logo two years and you mm-hmm. let the first one go that you have the trademark for, mm-hmm. when it's time for you to renew this trademark, you aren't even using it anymore. So now you don't even have a trademark. So it's the same thing like with your logo. If you redesign, you need to do a new trademark application. You're calling yourself the slate, but if you change the name, you need to do a new trademark application. If you say you're doing podcast services and then you have the office right now, but maybe you expand to catering. Right. If you want catering to be protected under the slate, you need to do a new trademark application. So you need to be aware of what is your business. And then also once this happens to people all the time, I apply, I send in the trademark application and they say, hey, we want to change the name or we're going to change the logo. So your trademark application is gone. And they're like, I can't just change it. No. You can't. Like, I just had that kind of a revelation last night. And I'm I want to change the hues on my... Yeah, yeah. yeah. you can't direction. do that. And also, I tell people this to help them understand how strict the trademark office is. I've had rejections before because my uh, client's trademark had a dash. And then the specimen, it didn't have a dash. Stop. And they're like, this doesn't match. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so and precise. So it That's is. why, Shelly, we had to literally take screenshots of our website to prove... The office use, the boutique use, all of the, the educational programming use, the yes. videography and equipment rental. Did use. you get audited? Oh, uh, we did have an office action. Okay. Only for this lady. Well, that's a different thing because they not audited. Yeah. No. So the trademark office before, when I first started doing trademarks, people would list paragraphs of stuff that they said they were doing and they would just submit one specimen. Mm-hmm. So the trademark office, I guess they decided they're going to put an end to that. So they do random audits. And so if you have a list of 30 things that you say that you do, mm-hmm. if they audit you, you have to produce a specimen for all those things. Okay. Which you should be able to do. You should but, be able yeah. to do, but people still would claim, yeah. you know, like maybe they, I, whatever, just like as an example for a grocery store and say they have a grocery store and they say like they list every single product on every single aisle. Ooh but they just send in a picture of ketchup. If you got an audit, they're going to say, send a picture of every single one of these things. Do you know I like you, Candace? You're straightforward. Well, you're making trademark understandable. That's why I'm here, Jody. Oh, God, Which I just love. Thanks for coming. Clear, straight to the point messaging. Makes me very (laughs) happy. Um, I will just say as we wrap this up that um, this is terrifying. Because I feel like because I am the one who doesn't know this stuff, Jody has obviously handled this, and I'm like, why is she taking 65 pictures? Like, uh-huh. she's losing her mind, right? Yes. Seriously. No, she's not used losing her mind. She's, she's doing a, it She's right. a good attorney, yes. No, correctly. <laughs> but at the beginning, as an outsider who doesn't know any of this, I'm like, what is she doing? You it know, seems preposterous. Like, it's I do mm-hmm. feel like this starting a business is really something, you know? Like, if you – because there are so many traps. Yes. Because this trademark thing kind of feels like a big, fat trap. Seriously. <laughs> it's kind of like a booby trap. But if you get to the other side, then, you know, victory. Well, it's, empa- it's empowering. <laughs> we have the yes. ability to exclude other people from using this name 
<laughs> we have the power to exclude other people. You do. From using our it's name. like a sword now. <laughs> okay. Because other people, <laughs> this is what I love about trademark. It's like pop culture and law. Because there's, it's when you're doing a good job at something, this is, I mean, I'm not talking about the slave right now, but when you're doing a good job at something, someone is going to try to trade off of your hard work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're going to try to associate themselves with you or they're going to try to like you know not put the time in themselves but trade off the, the time and the money and the money yeah, yeah. But, and yeah um, it's not always malicious some people are yes. ignorant some people are malicious it doesn't matter don't do it okay well, stop then, wow and will <laughs> you just awesome. just because we have to what's a copyright a copyright okay so all of this is intellectual property patents trademarks copyrights so a copyright I'm not even is talk about patents that is like yeah that's next podcast with uh-huh the purse talk <laughs> So copyright is a work of authorship. It has to be original. It has to be fixed. Okay. And so copyright. So like when you're putting out your podcast, you can, you have a copyright on that. If I'm writing a book or a poem, if some software for a video game, a movie, a TV show, the script, all copyrights can get really crazy. Like if you just went to a play, there's a copyright for the music that you hear. There's the copyright for the notes that somebody wrote. There's copy. Somebody choreographed these people jumping around the stage. They have a copyright for that. The words that the people are saying, there's a copyright for that. Their expression of the words when they're saying it, there's a copyright for that. All these, there's copyrights everywhere. Somebody owns everything. So, yes. Exactly. So we're really not, it seems like we're free here just to do whatever we want, but you're really not. Okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. another thing that I always like to tell, remind people about copyright is that social media is a copyright infringement bonanza. It okay. Sure is. Bonanza. <laughs> yes, it is. Because people love to take other people's pictures they and do sure this and that. Do. So as soon as I take a picture, I have a copyright for that picture. It is mine. You cannot do whatever you want with it whenever you want. Right. Okay. You can't do that. Even though people do it. And I think most of the time people don't sue each other about this. But if you steal a picture, from the wrong person that has a lot of money and time and a, a legal team they'll they'll come after you and also when people are playing these songs on the radio oh, and they yeah, say yeah, yeah. i oh, do no, not own the copyright to this music yes. we know you don't lady gaga does <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe hopefully she has a good Which contract and she owns naturally it. shuts you down if you're yeah. using a song it'll be like eh, 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 you don't have the license to yeah this. is that the right word yeah, you can get a license to it. And so there's uh, companies where you can buy a license to, they represent all these different artists. You can buy a license to that. You know, it's it's just, you can't just play a song. Okay, I'm sorry. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't just play a song. You can't just, uh, you know, take somebody's picture. You can't, like, uh, you know, buy a book and scan the pages and email it to all your friends. Right. Hey, don't do that. Don't do that. And when you're watching your movie at the beginning with the FBI warning, don't do that either. Yeah, you okay. Know what, Candace? Amen. I love you. Because I feel like, you know, this is my thing. I've said it like five times. Shelly's probably sick of this. She's going to zone out when I say it. But everyone's like, oh my gosh, what is your advice to entrepreneurs? Like, what do you want to tell them about passion and about following their dreams? I'm like, I want to tell them to Get hire a, a lawyer. lawyer. Yes. I tell and them I to, want to tell yeah. them to partner with a lawyer. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I tell them you need a lawyer, do you need a CPA. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Jeds, don't no, have that. I do think, so all of y'all listening. If you think you want to start a business, it might not be a bad idea to find a disgruntled lawyer that's practiced for five to ten years and is looking to do something new and interesting. Lawyers are actually pretty creative people. It's just kind of thwarted often with the practice being so regimented in which Mm -hmm. it must be. Mm -hmm. But you might just find out that lawyers know how to look a 360 so fast 
they'll be rocking in a corner crying every now and then and they will scare you to death every now and then often potentially unnecessarily yes honestly it's not a bad idea this is like my random thing look for a lawyer if you want a business partner you might just want to find a lawyer yeah and i think it's important just to be aware of the traps okay even if you can't hire the attorney have someone that you can talk to maybe you know buy an hour of their time or if you have a friend just talk to them so you can be aware of some of the traps so hey let's not steal that song Or, right. you know, mm-hmm. steal that or, photo. Or be able to run a true risk reward. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, is that some people, they don't care. So right. they're going to do it. They're like, they're not going to sue me. I'm going to do it anyway. And I have a friend that has a, uh, I don't know if it's a nonprofit or for-profit, but she has a group that's for na- people with natural hair. And mm-hmm. she has a logo that she paid for and designed. And people steal it all the time off the Internet and put their own group's name on it. Wow. And so I'm like, hey. You can't do that. And so I told her, you need to enforce your rights. You can't just let these people go crazy with your logo. Because now you have no ownership when you go to court. I mean, she has ownership, but it's not. She these people have a defense that uh, they stole it. She knew she's it. She didn't say anything. She's sitting on Yeah, her I will say the, um, the the day that it all clicked was Jody's like, you see this? You see this on social media? And it's it's some random chick in like Colorado, <laughs> and she's you know be the CEO, and she's completely taken this from Bumble. Bumble. <gasps> and Jody's like. Bumble clearly at that time, maybe they did see it. Maybe Mm -hmm. they didn't. We don't really know know what happened. But, you know, she's like, this is an example of when something is good and people think it's got a little ring to it, Mm -hmm. they're going to take it and then somebody's got to do something about this right now or it gets out of hand. Right. Yeah. Be that CEO. Your parents Mm, always always wanted wanted you you to to be. Yeah. 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 What? Oh, it's a cute, it's a cute, it's a cute I love CEO. It. Your parents always, always want to Oh, that's cute. Okay, last question, because we have got one of your students here, and we're going to be able to, like, hear from someone that's actually working the clinic. And um, will you tell us a little bit about what it takes to be in the clinic as far as being an SMU law student? Well, first, you have to be a law student at SMU. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. going. <laughs> and you have to be a 2L or a 3L. And there are some classes that they do have to take, but they haven't told me. I just know that they come to me as 2 okay. or 3Ls. And they've taken some business classes. They haven't really taken trademark classes. So they mm-hmm. learn that from me and By the doing. other professor. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, yes, what you have to do to be a clinic student, apply, get accepted, and then you have to be ready to work. And you have to be able to speak with strangers you have to interview your clients pull the information out of them they ask you questions you have to be resourceful and find the answers and I think it's a great opportunity because when these students leave the clinic they can tell people I have filed trademark applications I've responded to office actions I've set up LLCs I've drafted these contracts and so as you know being in law school I never did any of those things in law school I was just in law school and then I wasn't (laughs) I was like I have to find a job (laughs) what is your skill I went to UT law school that's what my skill is Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm really good at happy hour too. <laughs> so, yes. So that's what's great about the clinic is that these students get real hands-on experience with real people with real legal issues. I can't imagine any better real person than you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I bet you're really good at interviewing the client and extracting <laughs> the information. I bet you are. And I, I bet yeah. you're a good mentor. Oh, thank I, you. And a good mama drinking your coffee, talking about happy hour already, uh-huh. and it's only it. in the yeah. morning. As soon as this pandemic is over, I will be at happy hour probably five days a week. Oh, I think it's part of the program. I hear it's the 3L uh-huh. part of the uh, lawyer thing. Yeah. Happy hour every day. Uh-huh. Well, you're the best. You scared me, excited me, motivated me, and validated everything Jody's always said. So this has oh. been healthy. All oh, by design. Wow. All by design. Thank you so much <laughs> for having me. Thank you. Slayed, Slayed it. it.